Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Jenin, and today I have the honor and privilege of hanging out with Anna Nelson. She went from having a lingerie business to being a business coach once she realized that her real strength was helping others discover theirs. When she understood that, that's when she finally had the business of her dreams. Today, Anna coaches both newish and seasoned entrepreneurs helping them get focused and aligned in their businesses so they don't have to wonder, what am I really doing with this business? Her clients leave encouraged, inspired, and ready to change things up in their entrepreneurial journey, knowing exactly how their strengths show up in a meaningful and beneficial way, both for themselves and for their clients. Thank you so much for being here, Anna. I'm excited to hear your money story. And I love the shift that you made from being a business owner to helping others build businesses. Because I, I got to tell you, I changed my niche three times. Where mm. were you years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I was doing in my life. So that's where I was. But now I could help you. If, you, if all <laughs> of a sudden you're like, I need help, you just reach out. I'll help you out. Yeah, I, I'm, I got a good now. I, I got an excellent um, coach who back in November, I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. But three years I work with clients, you know, with their finances where I don't know if I want to do this. I'm not confident. And I know where I can refer them now to, right? That's literally, literally what I do. And I love it so, so much because, I mean, I've worked with clients where they've been like, I have, I don't know if I'm that good at this thing. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about this. And then they leave and they're like, I'm absolutely doing the right thing. And they're clear on why they're doing the right thing, how they are the perfect person for their particular client. And then they can go out and we all, we all have to market, we all have to do sales. And all of a sudden it doesn't feel so horrible or like just, it doesn't feel horrible because you can confidently say, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. And if, and, or like, this is why you'd, we'd be a great fit. And this is why I would love to refer you to someone else. You would just yes. get crystal clear and it's awesome. And it is the clarity is so beautiful. And it yes. is. I could just see when you said it, I could just see like the sky opening and like, you know, birds singing and flying. Because when you know, you know, and you're passionate about it. And this is when the money starts rolling in. Because a yes. lot of entrepreneurs, yes. this is actually their money blocker and they don't know it because they're fumbling with, I don't, this sucks. I hate, I don't like launching. I don't like doing this. Well, 
there's a reason why, because maybe you're not aligned. So how did you find out for your own personal self? You went from the owning the lingerie business. Well, tell us a little bit about your money story. How'd you get involved with that? So ever since I was young, I've always wanted to be rich. You know, but somehow I was like, I need to make money. I did not grow up with a lot of money. And so the first dollar I ever earned was when I was 12 and I babysat the family across the alley from me. And soon I had a little you know, all these families in the neighborhood that I would babysit. And so anything I ever wanted, I had to buy myself. And, um, so anything I've ever bought, even as an adult, of course, has been okay. I have to figure out how to, I'm going to pay for this. So part of that was like, okay, well maybe I'll have my own business. And I did work for 18 years in corporate. I worked in financial services. I worked, one of my dreams was to work at Patagonia's corporate headquarters in California. And so I went and quit my very good paying financial services job. Of course I saved up money before I did this. And then I went and made $12 an hour folding t-shirts networked my way up to the top and I was offered a job in the corporate headquarters and I had changed along the way. And it was one of my first experiences of uh, pursuing a goal and realizing that you changed along the way and giving yourself permission to let go of that and then just say, okay, that wasn't actually it. I'm going to pursue something else. So went back into financial services, lost my job during the recession back in 2000. 10-ish around there, was unemployed for 14 months, which was one of the worst experiences I've ever had, and then got into project management as a at a marketing firm. And but I've always wanted to make money on my own. I, you know, you all of those things. And so I would move, I would do these side on the weekends and at night, I'd be like, maybe I'll do this type of business. Maybe I'll do this type of business. And growing up, because I didn't have a ton of money, I learned how to sew my own clothes. And so I had always thought, well, maybe I'll have a clothing business. So I spent some time. I got certified as a professional bra maker. So I could make you the most perfect, gorgeous, beautiful fitting bra you've ever owned in your life. And I had a little, I had a sewing studio in my small apartment, in my living room, and I had clients and I had a whole plan of like, okay, I'm going to have this product line and this is what it's going to look like. And I literally invested all this time, money and effort. And that's what I was going to do. And one day I got a phone call from someone who was like, Hey, do you want to meet for coffee? And I dropped my sewing project so fast and just to meet this person for coffee. And I didn't need to. And I had a sewing deadline for a client that I just was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I kind of realized like, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. If it's like pulling teeth for me to get out, to finish this project. And like, I want to do this, but why is it so hard? And so I spent the next three years really digging deep into like, what do I like doing? What am I good at? All of those things. And then I learned about coaching and really the thing I love doing more than anything is meeting someone one-on-one for coffee. It is my absolute favorite. So even like this venue of a podcast meeting you and having air quote virtual coffee is like my favorite. So this will be the best part of my day right here. So I, I learned about coaching and then I spent a few more years trying to figure out who do I like working with? What kind of coaching? And it all comes down to, I love meeting one-on-one with individuals who want to make money on their own and 
helping them see like, you can totally do this. And here's how let's talk about what it is you're really good at. And so that's now what I do. So my whole business is structured on meeting people one-on-one. That's awesome. I love that. What happened to your lingerie business? Did you end up selling it or just kind of let it go? I, I kind of just let it go. I'm actually, one of my sewing machines is on sale or on sale. It's for sale on Facebook marketplace. Cause I just decided, I just love talking to people more than I love being by myself and sewing. And of course my mom's like, don't sell your machine. It'll be, I still have another sewing machine and I sold two others recently. So I, I have all of the things, but yeah, letting it go. And that was actually really hard for me because that was like part of my identity. Like people thought it was really cool that that's what I was doing. And it's just like very unique. So I think that also adds to the cachet of it, but I hated it. And even wrestling with like, it's okay to do something else, even though other people are like, Hey, but it's so cool. I just was not into it. How did it affect your profits with you hating it? I mean, you were making customized bra, which is like unheard of, right? Um, yeah. So how did it affect your profits when you started getting this attitude of, I don't really like doing this. I'm going out for coffee. I don't care if I finish this order or not. Yeah. It doesn't you're, I wasn't motivated to go out and get more clients. That's for sure. And keep in mind, I was doing this again as a weekend evening thing. So I still had my full-time job, but the goal was to get rid of my full-time job. And I just didn't love it that much to keep doing all of, because building a business is hard. So Mm -hmm. it's like figuring out what do you love so much that you're willing to do the hard things, even though you know, it's hard. And that was not it for me. My current business, I know I have to market, but I believe in what I have to offer so much that I would be willing to like tell you if I, if we met up like at a coffee shop and you're like, I don't know what I should do with my life. I would be like, you, oh my gosh, you know, this is what I actually do as a business owner. Like, this is how I help people. Let me tell you about myself. Now I would totally be fine doing it. And if you don't want to work with me, that's fine. I know that there will be other people along the way. So very, the confidence levels for sure are different. Yeah, that is so truth. Truth, truth. (laughs) For those of you listening, like go back and rewind because this is amazing. And when we know we we are able to grow, you know, and I always say it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make dollars because if you're pouring all your time, time is money, all of your energy, energy is money into something that, you know, you don't love and just listen to your body, how your body is responding is a clue is like, this is not what I want to do to make money. And it affects our personal finances as well. So as you were transitioning, like you wanted to leave your corporate, go into self-employment, how did you build up your your money portfolio to be able to do that? So you can transition to that and quit your nine to five. So I have, again, so I, um, since I was 12, I've always saved money. So like my senior year in high school, I hated math. So in math class, I was like, I think I'm going to go to Hawaii. So I asked my friend, Aaron, who was sitting next to me, like, Hey, do you want to go to Hawaii with me? And she was like, okay. And I was like, I'll tell you the plan (laughs) tomorrow. And I went home. This was the day in phone books and travel agents. And so I was flipping through the phone book, looking for travel agents to see how much is a flight to Honolulu. And my mom had a friend over and mom was like, she thinks she's going to Hawaii. And I'm 17 at this point. Like there's no way my parents are going to let their 17 year old go to, to an Island. 
And the friend called back later and said, you know, my husband and I were going there for a doctor's conference. And if you, if Anna is allowed to go to Hawaii, we would be willing to chaperone her. And that I have never babysat, asked for money, like did odd jobs so much in my life just so I could get, I think my plane ticket at the time was $500, which was a huge amount for someone who earned like $3 an hour babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've always been the type of person where it's like, okay, if you want to do big things, you're going to have to have money in the bank. So I've always saved, but I have spent thousands of dollars, but I've saved all those. So when I worked in Boston in financial services, I was there uh, six years and I was eating a peanut butter sandwich like for lunch. And occasionally I'd let myself go out and get a salad, you know, with others, but it was like, okay, all of this money is going somewhere or I didn't have a car. So that $500 car payment slash insurance payment, all I was just plowing that into my bank account. And then, which really helped because then after working at Patagonia, when I went back into financial services and I was unemployed, I needed the money. So I, so in terms of the business, I knew, and I finally quit my job and I knew lingerie was not going to be it. I quit my job because I was like, okay, I, and I had just gotten married and that kind of softened the blow of like, okay, I can do this, but I still had my own pile of money that I was going to be living off of, not Mm -hmm. counting on my spouse to take care of that. But I was like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And now we have money. So let's really figure it out. And I spent way more than I probably needed to, cause I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened. I mean, that's very common, right? People, you know, we, you had, you had a plan for your business. You mapped it out. You had the strategy, you had a plan to go to Hawaii. I love how you did that. You're like, take the initiative. And then you worked and you had that plan to pay for that plane ticket. But a lot of times business um, entrepreneurs, owners, self-employed, they don't have a plan for their business financials. Mm. They have everything else in place, but then they're not cutting a profit. They're not, you know, taking owner's comp. They're not setting aside money for taxes and stuff like that. What, when you look at your own business portfolio, do you have all those in place so that your money is, your business is making a profit and you are covering your taxes, your operating expenses and all of that? Or you could just kind of like, what's your system? What's your method? My method is I work with a great tax accountant slash advisor and Uh she's amazing. So, and I think in the beginning you have to figure out how am I making the money? Right. And then you start to see, oh, the money's coming in. Now I need to start putting a plan in place for the taxes, this, that, what are my expenses and getting that all laid out. Um, So that again, I have some, I do not. I, that's, I do pay attention in that I'm not going to be spending more than what I'm making. That's for sure. But yeah. also it's like, okay, now I'm making money. Well, what now, what do I do? And I count on someone else to tell me what to do, but yeah. And that that's interesting because a lot of business owners do have accountants and, you know, financial advisors and that, and then, you know, they look at the graphs and they look at the charts but then how do you know, like what, how much money is for you to spend, like for your own personal expenses? So like, does she tell you or he tell you like, okay, you have X amount of dollars to go spend. This is for your own personal money. Cause your financial advisor accountant doesn't manage your personal finances. Right? Yes. Unless, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That 
this is the year where I'm getting very clear on what do I get to take home so I can Mm -hmm. buy myself a sweater or, (laughs) and what stays in. So that again, I'm not, I, that I'm high, I've hired out for that. So Yeah. Cause you said numbers aren't your favorite thing, right? <laughs> no, they're absolutely. No, I planned a trip to Hawaii in math class. So no numbers are not my favorite thing, but I do know enough. Do not spend more than you make that I've always known. Right. So at least I have that figured out. So would you say like when you grew up with money, like what's your, if money was a person, what would your relationship look like? If you were dating money, what would your relationship look like? Ooh. Um, I, oof. Okay. So what would money look like if it was a person, um, someone that I needed or needed to figure out how to get more of like how to have a, how to get into relationship and get more of that relationship. Yeah. So that's how you describe it now. I mean, and maybe not even that because I did figure out how to get it right. So I knew how to get into relationship. Um, Maybe it was just like, where am I dating this money? Like what, what watering hole am I finding all this money versus like being intentional with it versus like, oh, you'll give me money for that babysitting job. Great. I'll do it. Oh, now you need someone to clean your bathroom. I'll do that as well. So now it's like, I know exactly the type of relationship, like where I want to get the money, which is how I've structured my business. Does that answer the question? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Does it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you feel like you answered the question? <laughs> I mean, I think for me, money always just meant having options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that answer. Yeah. What kind of options did money afford you? Uh, the money meant that I could have gap jeans my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. which we did not have a gap went back when it was cool. We did not have a gap where I lived. So we'd have to drive two and a half hours to go to a gap. So it meant, oh, I could for one day, you know, a week, I could look cool like the other kids. Um, it let me buy the things that I knew I wouldn't be able to get if I hadn't actually gotten the money. Yeah. Like yeah. I had to create it. I had to get it. Yeah. No one was doing it for me. So did you ever feel like you were chasing money? I don't know if I ever felt like I was chasing it. It was more like, what is the goal? What do I need to get there? And now how am I going to figure it out? Okay. Yeah. So almost like you're an obedient servant. You will do what I say. This is what I need to do. You You do what I say and we'll be great. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, yeah, I think too, like a lot of times, like I was, I was reading a book on money recently. Like I have, I think I have three books. One is coming from the library and two on my desk and just to like learn about it or think about it differently or whatever. But, and I think as a younger person, or even as a kid, it was almost like I wasn't allowed, like I felt like I wasn't allowed or I wasn't smart enough to get money or to be rich or to have be like, this is what I want to do with my money. And it's like, actually I am allowed because I'm an adult and I have been smart enough to, to get money, to do what I want. Cause I think a lot of times it was in my head to be successful. It meant that you were rich when really that doesn't actually mean you're successful. Mm-hmm. 
success comes from what I define it as. And I still vote. I live in a home. I've always taken care of myself. So that on one level feels like it's, I'm a success, Mm -hmm. you know? So again, even now it's like, okay, what, how do I want my life to look and what do I need financially in order for it to look like that? Exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. Cause wealth is a mindset. Wealth is all about what we define and and someone can consider being wealthy, living on the beach. Well, another person would be considered wealthy living in a, in a small house on a farm, on a homestead. Right. Right. So what are you comfortable doing? And that's the secret of wealth and success because it truly doesn't matter what money you're coming in. It's what you're doing with it and what's the purpose of it. And like, you know, we've heard of the bucket list. I like to have my money bucket list, like setting the goal, like what's the money goals for the next three months? So what's your money goal for that? You know, we're sneaking up and October is going to be the fourth quarter. What's your money goals for uh, your business for the fourth quarter? I would say to get some more clients and get, I'm figuring out like, how do I, what's the best way to get them? And so I, um, I guess my money goal is, is that how do I continue to grow my business and get the types of clients that I love? So truth be told here, being on podcasts, I was on a podcast last month where it was like, oh, I got six new clients from that, not to mention people coming onto my email list and then people following me on Instagram. And so it's like, okay, if I want to continue in this business to work one-on-one with people, cause that is my favorite, then the money goal is now. So that's my goal to be able, and my goal ultimately is not to get a job. I don't want to work for someone else and I want to make a decent income. So I don't have to work with someone else. So my goal, I guess, is to really get, I'm, really I'm tweaking my messaging right now. Like, so I'm like, I've learned some things and now I'm tweaking and then trying out some new things in order to keep getting clients who I love to work with. So I don't know that that even answers your question, but I guess that would be, if you want to have a business, you have to have money coming in. So the goal is get more money coming in on a consistent basis, I guess. Yeah. And being intentional, consistent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, um, your money story with us. And, you know, you talked a little bit about what you do. So you're a business coach helping, um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I literally work with individuals who have big goals and big dreams. They are achievers and they want to make money for themselves and they have started a business or sometimes they are seasoned entrepreneurs and the, but the spark is gone. So they're like, I don't really know if I want to do this anymore. Like I'm, you know, whatever. I'm like, all right, let's talk about this. What do you ultimately want? And how is your business going to help you get there? And then I help them get clear on, this is what you're really good at. Here is how you've already been doing it. Now let's do more. What are your offers? What do you offer people? okay, you don't like doing that, then why are we even doing that in the first place? So reconfiguring their offers, how they talk about themselves, their messaging, and then even marketing. Like, okay, for me, I figured out podcasts are a great way to have a one-on-one conversation. I get to talk to people and I have gotten clients. Great. So maybe for me, I don't need to create reels on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Great. I've never gotten a client from Instagram. Maybe now I will, but so far I haven't. So, okay, great. Then don't be on Instagram, go, go to podcast. So I help clients figure that out as well. And 
just get rid of the things that they don't like. And then if they have are ready to hire someone or they have hired someone, I will help them figure out like, this is the type of person you need to hire, or here is how you can get along better with the person that you're currently working with. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting twist. Yeah. It sounds like you help people find their, their true passion, given yeah. their true passion. So that's beautiful. Um, so what words of wisdom would you like to share with the audience? Words of wisdom. I would say money gives you options, but I think in the pursuit of it, don't forget that you still need to be a kind and loving person. Yeah, that's so true. That's awesome. I love that. And what's one tip that our audience can take with them that will give them a little micro result? I would say it's okay to say no. Like you do not have to buy something because someone's like, oh, just buy it. It's only $10 you know what, $10 and $10 and $10 adds up to $100. So it's okay to say no, even to yourself, especially when you know, this is the direction where I'm going. So when I was saving for Hawaii, and again, I was 17. um, That's where my money was going. I was saying no to a lot of other things, but that I had other things for my money. I was a lot. I was yeah, planning. I had plans for my money and buying some little tchotchke was not part of the plan. So it's okay to say no. Yeah, I always have that plan in place and know the purpose for that purchase. Because uh, yes. that's exactly how you're going to become wealthy when you have that plan. So remember, thank you so much, Anna, for being here and for sharing your story and your expertise. Uh, for those listening, connect with her. Links are in the show notes. Be sure to share this with everyone you know. Um, get to know Anna, reach out to her. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.